Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. And I'm Laura Boswell. And there's the talented Mr. B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist, the podcast designed to provide you with all the practical need-to-know advice on becoming a working artist. Laura and I will be here to tackle everything from finances to finding a gallery, self-doubt to social media, the everyday stuff all artists need to know to make a go of their career. A greetings card can not only be a wonderful way for people to buy just a little bit of you and your work, it can also lead to sales of original work, introduce you to a new audience and become a much needed profit earner for your business. So why do I print my own greetings card while Peter doesn't print any cards at all? Today, we're going to discuss the variety of ways of making, printing and selling greetings cards. So, Laura, you offer a range of greeting cards, don't you? And I know that for a fact, because I remember one of the first times I met you, I think it was at an open studio Mm -hmm. at your home, as well as all your beautiful prints. You had a range of rather delightful cards that I could take away, a more cost-effective way of me uh, taking a piece of your work home. So you you do this regularly in your practice of greetings cards? Yes, I do. I mean, now I have quite a wide selection of greetings cards, but I have done it for years. And I think probably when you saw them at the Open Studios, I was just beginning to stock greetings cards. Mm. Um, And that really all was because of custom and demand. People had come to Open Studios and things and had said, have you got any greetings cards? So, So what was the point? Because I'm, I'm in really interested in, in this episode particularly because I don't do greetings cards. Not that I'm particularly against them, mm. but I'm very curious to find out why. what made you decide now is the time to do it and it would be the right fit for both your work and for your business model. Well, I think we started doing them in a really primitive way um, because somebody had asked. We knocked out some on our home printer, uh, using, I think we, we used a photographic paper or something, but it was, I had done a little set of prints that we thought would work well as a set together. So we printed them out and ourselves and folded them up and tied them up with a ribbon. And astonishingly, they sold. I mean, looking back now, I'm horrified with the quality <laughs> of what we did. <laughs> but, but I was all based time, just purely on someone asking, could you do it? And and it was pure Yeah, it must have been more than one person. I think probably the first open studios that we had or the second, there were two or three people maybe had asked and we thought, well, why don't we have a go and see if people will actually buy cards? Mm. Because, I mean, I know I certainly do and my wife does when we're out and about in galleries and places, if we see something, we will buy two or three cards um, partly because it's just nice, nice to have a few in stock and it's mm. nice to, instead of going to Clinton Cart or other kind of off the high street chains, oh, yeah. it's sort of nice yeah. to buy something a bit more bespoke. Well, I think I think actually it's the cards fulfil a lot more functions than just something that you pop in an envelope and send to people. In fact, most of the people who buy my cards are buying them as a sort of aid memoir of my work or um, because they collect art cards to put up in their house, things like that. Um, I mean, yeah, sure, people will buy them to send to other people, but but quite often people make a point of saying, oh, I keep cards like this myself. So I think that um, they're quite an important aspect of the visit for some people. Hmm. So, Peter, you don't do greetings cards. Is there a reason for that, something you haven't got around to yet? I don't know. I've always it's always something that I've I've toyed with. Part of me thinks it is a good idea for marketing and getting the message out mm. of my work. The other part feels a little bit like I'm selling myself a little bit. There's a 
that kind of commercial side, which sure. um, sometimes doesn't sit well with me. But what I what I have done because I've realised that people do want to either invest or, or, or take something of, of my work if they can't um, find the money or the space for one of the real works of art that I do is I've done sort of postcards, which I suppose is essentially the same thing. Um, yeah. And I was, I mean, the, the, and that epiphany sort of came upon me. I was in the National Portrait Gallery. And in London, and I was walking around the shop looking at all the lovely books. And of course, they've got racks and racks of postcards, not greetings cards, but but postcards. And they they sort of really do sell sell those as intentional, not to be sent really as a, a postcard telling you about the holiday, but mm. as a sort of a momentum to stick in your sketchbook. So you're really focusing studio. on that idea that people are taking away an aid memoir of your work. Yeah, definitely. So I've got a, I think I've got a very small selection of about eight mm. uh, paintings that I've previously done. And they sell, you know, they're not a huge money earner as well. So I suppose maybe that's another reason why I haven't gone that extra mm. step to go into greetings card because it doesn't really bring that much uh, money really to, to warrant me doing it. But but the amount of times people do ask me when they come and visit my studio, because of course my studio is open to the public on a National Trust site. So I get hundreds of people come. So people kind of expect, if not yeah. greetings cards, tea towels perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> coasters and mugs and so on. So I know it's, it's a where does one draw the line, mm. and I'm, I don't want to go fully down that that route because I don't think it's, it doesn't fit the the type of artwork that I produce where it might do for others. Because, so because of course, a lot little... of your a lot of your works commission portraiture, which of course doesn't really exactly. lend itself to greetings cards so much. Yeah, that's right, and that's 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 one of the big reasons. I mean, I do other pictures like landscapes mm. and little figurative scenes, which mm. would lend itself, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm looking for someone to really, really make the good argument of why it's a good idea why i should do it so laura this is your challenge you've got to try and you've got to really spell it out to me why i should be doing this and certainly why you do it for your business yeah sure i mean what i would say before we get on to why i do it is that um if we if listeners remember you are at the moment doing a residency in the theater or were before we were all locked down in the theater at Mm. uh aylesbury and I think that the greetings card model, when you've come to the end of that residency and you've painted your pictures, would be a really good model for something mm. like that, where you've got a residency and then the theatre can sell your pictures in greetings cards form. So that's mm. kind of a something to think about um, for people where maybe greetings cards don't fit the general run of their business model but they might have a residency or an event where actually being able to provide specific greetings cards around that would be a mm. very good model to generate mm. income. Mm. So, so go through kind of tell me the, the step-by-step process and that you, that, you know, what's the fundamental reasons why you do it and why you think doing greetings card is worthy of your, you know, your time. Cause I imagine it does take a matter of time of designing and making and, and all that sort of things. Probably not as much um, time as you think, but I do it because um, it makes a very tidy income, basically. Um, I've always found that uh, when I have shows and exhibitions and um, people open studios, things like that, there will be people who buy prints, which is fantastic. That's what we all want, obviously. But if I have greetings cards as well, it goes from a few people who invest the big money in buying. Mm. And then suddenly with greetings cards, I find that almost everybody buys a few cards. Mm. 
Mm. So it means that all the visitors to the exhibition potentially leave with a purchase, which ups mm. the um, income quite considerably. I mean, do you, I mean, are you able to sort of give a rough percentage on what, in regards to what an in, if you did like a two week um, work um, exhibition or an open studios? Ooh. What what greetings cards sort of add to it? I, I, you don't have. To I'm just trying to think of the maths. What, no, what I can tell you, I can give you specific figures for a festival that I used to do. There used to be a festival called Art in Action in Waterbury in mm. Oxfordshire, and they used to get, I think, between twenty and twenty four thousand people coming to that festival over a four day period, and I used to reckon on selling probably about between 2000 and 2250 greetings cards in that four day period wow and oh, that's, that's a lot that. you know yeah and, whereas i and, 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 and in terms of prints i might have sold maybe uh 30 to 40 prints in that period wow. as well so it's it's quite a substantial chunk you know, it's not replacing picture sales. No. But it's a very nice alongside the picture sales. And the cost of each card is, what, about £2 or so? Yeah, I used to, they've gone up to £2.50 now. When I first started, we charged £2 and I kept it at £2 for, I think we only put it up a few months ago. But we always do a bulk deal. So if you buy, my original pricing was £2 a card and then £7 for four cards. Right, so you'd, you'd yeah. make it more affordable. And that, that having a price break like that, having a sort of bulk deal like that works really well. If you want to uh, use this, the sort of greet, if you want to go down the greetings cards route to sell at festivals and shows and stuff like that, having that certain number for a price People almost always go for buying more for the bulk price. Mm. So when I was selling cards at, at two pounds each or four for seven, mm. nearly always people bought four. Yeah, yeah. You'd offer that a little bit more and they, they get something back for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that I would say if you want to do greetings cards is really to bear that kind of thing in mind. Mm. So of course when people if if these number of people are buying a greetings card. Let's use your model as example at this fair. If if, if that two thousand greeting cards are out there, that's two thousand people with, I suppose, an image of, of one of your works of art on their mm. wall or pinned up on uh, on a notice board or even you know on a mantelpiece of someone else's. Have you found that there that that is beneficial in regards to a marketing opportunity? Yeah, and, and I in think, regards to sales. I think that's a really interesting one because when the subject of greetings cards come up. People often cite that as a bad thing, as though, oh, people will buy a card and then they'll never buy your artwork. They'll just have the card. Um, but in my experience, it doesn't work like that because people have the card and they have it on their wall, maybe something like that. And quite often they then come back and buy the original or they send cards to somebody else who comes and buys the original or, and you've had that happen know, to you. I've, in, I've in had your work. that happen to me. Oh, you know, quite quite regularly. I would say somebody wow. will come back, um, and occasionally people will say to you, "Oh, I've bought this card. I'm going home to frame it." 
And, you know, I mean, ideally, I would love people to buy the original artwork, but for some people, that's not possible. Mm. And so I never really mind that at all. I, I'm always very happy when people want to put things on their wall. Mm. Um, but yeah, in my experience, it's not a negative thing at all in terms of sales and follow on no. sales. Well, it's, 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 it's the thing that I've, what I'm realizing is that customer support, you're mm. offering another way for a very potentially loyal customer to support you. Oh, totally. And they, may not, they may not have the financial means to do mm. buy a big work of art now, mm. but they may do in the future. But if they can, if you can offer them something more affordable now that they can take away, you may get a very loyal customer for life. Oh, totally. And yeah, really. That at the yeah, no. The other thing I should say is sometimes um, when I've had a client who's been looking at a print and they're interested, but they're not quite sure, it's lovely to be able to hand them the greetings card and say, you know, here's the card take it away and have a think about it. Oh, that's or, clever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other thing about having greetings cards and having them up around the place, in a weird sort of way, it sort of endorses your work. People yeah. see the cards and they're, or, you know, somebody sent them your card or they've seen it in a shop or something like that. And it's that it's back to that thing that we were talking about when we were talking about gallery exposure. Some people need mm. to know you're a proper artist. And that's another mm. way in which it kind of reinforces that idea that you're out there in the public mm. sphere. It often as well fuels the word of mouth yeah. uh, incentive of, of art because mm. I get a lot of my work from word of mouth. And of course, mm. if you've got these little examples of you in different houses across mm. the country, that's going to spark up conversation and A tells B, B tells C, C mm. has a friend and Therefore, you may get yeah. more work from that. And I've had people who've come to my shows and they're looking round at the walls and they'll suddenly say, oh, my God, I've got the greetings cards of that one. <laughs> and it's suddenly they're much more excited and engaged because they mm. feel like they've got kind of almost ownership in some way. Mm. So that can that can be a really sort of triggering, oh, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm in that place with that real person. So that, mm. that, that I find is, is often quite a, a good trigger to get people engaged with the work and maybe buying. Mm. Well, this, it sounds, all of this sounds very good. And this, these are the type of things that I'm interested at and I think mm. would be a good addition to what I'm doing as an artist. But my, I suppose, the concern I have is the, the logistical side of doing it. So that's in regards to designing them, sourcing the materials, keeping them, storing them, all that kind of practical side. So can you give me... I mean, do you make your own cards yourself? Do you design them in your, in your yes. studio or do you get someone else to do them for you? Well, there's various ways that you can you can go down this. I mean, the first thing I should say is that it all starts with a good photograph of your work. Um, mm -hmm. And for that, people need to listen to our episode on how to photograph your work well, because you need a really good, clear, reproducible image of your work. But that doesn't mean that it has to be a totally accurate copy of your work. We've always said when we're talking about photography of your work that you want to make a nice, accurate copy so that everyone knows how your picture looks. When it comes to greetings card, that's not the rule at all. You need a good image, but don't ever be frightened of manipulating it, cropping it, balancing the colour differently, something like that. In this instance, you are producing an end product, which is a greetings card, and your image has to work as a greetings card. Forget how it looks as a beautiful painting or a print on the wall. This is all about engaging someone to buy a greetings card. Mm. So, so you're, you're inserting your, asserting your copyrights 
um, yeah, duties I mean, it's, to change it's, it. Yeah, you know, I don't change things radically, but we might crop slightly to make the picture fit a greetings cards format better. We might pump up the contrast or something because it will work better on a small scale, things like mm. that. So a bit of a good photograph of your work and a bit of post-production, if you think you can improve it for the function of being a greetings card, that's that's a good place to start. I know an artist that does that, 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 that she has a beautiful range of work. And then at Christmas time, she adds sort of Christmas yeah. uh, imagery, you know, whether it's a bit of tinsel or some yeah, poly. Yeah, you can have or, a lot of fun very, like that. Very tastefully done and very beautiful. And of course, then she sells mm. her cards as a very separate set of Christmas. So she's got her usual cards with no mm. embellishments and then she has the Christmas set. And that's a clever way of making more stock. I, I, yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, I do, we do do them in-house uh, in that we... Um, do the layout and the design of the print. Um, right, okay. So we sort that out and then we send it off to a printer that will do short run editions. These days it's not uh, it's not litho printing. They do sort of laser printing and you can get, I think I order them maybe 200 cards at a time. Because okay. that's, that's the other thing that it's quite important to think about is how many you get printed at a time. Because obviously, as artists work, their work changes and you want to keep kind of updating. And if you have too many of one design, everybody gets to have had that and seen it. Mm. You know, people who come to your open studio one year see your cards but they don't want to come back next year and see exactly the same cards right they want you know some turnover i mean there will be favorites i mean i've got cards that i've been printing for years because people love them and they still sell i was about to ask you that so do you if you have a a print that you made years and years ago Mm. but sells really well as a card you Mm. will still continue using that as a card yeah yeah, uh, we we certainly have done. Um, mm. We had a particular one. Oh, it must have had four or five reprints. Wow! And in the end, I just got to the point where I thought I cannot bear this any longer, so I did take it as a circulation. Um, but it's it's sort of generally some kind of turnover is good. The other thing I should say is there's kind of a convention. You have to think about the back of the card as well because there are certain bits of information that you really want to be on the back of the card for people. So what, what sort of information should so be put So I would say a little tiny bit about you, maybe a couple of sentences, like mine says something along the lines of, I'm a printmaker, I like landscape and I focus on light and whatever, and, and I'm based in Buckinghamshire and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Website, if you, you know, we should all have websites, so you need your website on there. Title of the work... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, title of the work's really useful, and also what the how the medium. So of the original work of the original work, because people really like to know that stuff, mm. and it's much easier for them if they get in touch with you and say, "I really want to buy Barrow Beach," rather than, "Oh, I really want to buy that kind of blue card with the." stones in the foreground yeah of course you know. yeah <laughs> which one of yours is that one then? yeah Could exactly. be a few of them 
Yeah, so you do need, and, and people expect that. I mean, it, you, you, you know, people would be disturbed if it wasn't there. I mm. have never put anything on the inside of Grecian's cards. You, you keep oh, them blank. I keep them blank, yeah. Tempted as I am to write poems <laughs> 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 to celebrate special events, I never have. But I presume you keep it blank because then you know, it, it could be suitable for a, a range it, of totally. occasions. Totally, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's, uh, and I think actually convention these days, I think most cards are blank now. So I've never done that. So that's important. But I, what I do do is I get them printed in one place and then I buy the envelopes and the glassine bags. From the in, same provider or different? No, from, from uh, a stationary provider. Oh, and okay. what I would say about those is that it's a false economy to go for cheap envelopes Mm -hmm. what you're doing is the greetings card is sort of almost like the ambassador for your work and if it's cheap and it's naff and it looks like one of those kind of boxes of christmas cards you can get for 99p Mm. it does you no favors right what you want are people to see the greetings card as oh this is something rather lovely so mm. we buy an absolutely classic, good quality white stock envelope for the cards. And people do expect them in glassine bags as well because it protects them and it keeps them mm. smart. And it certainly helps if you're taking them to shows and things like that. So so what are, what are the benefits of buying all those products differently or going to perhaps say a company that's able to provide the whole service for you? They can print it, they can provide the envelope and they can bag it up and they can ship it all to you already kind of presentable. Are there any pros and cons of doing that or doing well, it Well, um, there, there are pros. If you go with the kind of whole package deal where it's all just delivered to you, bagged up, it takes it all the pressure to do all that out of your hands. And I have to say there are times of the year where I sit usually with a good podcast or something on the radio and I just stuff cards into bags and it's not the sexiest thing in the world to do. It's just another chore. So obviously Mm. if that's all done for you, fabulous, but you will pay for that. You're also locked into what that company will supply in terms of the kind of card, the kind of envelopes, the kind of bags, that sort of thing. Mm. So it's like it's like a lot of things like this. You know, you kind of get what you pay for. So if you're willing to do it's like booking a package holiday. You know, if if you're if you want everything done for you and not to think, you pay that bit extra and you you go with the flow. Or if you want to strike out on your own, then you control every point of the deal and it's a cheaper way. Mm. But it's going to be more work on your end to research. And to yeah, I mean, also the other thing I would say is that you can get sort of half packet, sort of a half deal where you would go to a printer who would have templates where you can get them uh, use their templates to do the layout of your card and everything because mm. that's often a stumbling block for people. I mean, I'm extraordinarily lucky in having a brother-in-law who's a graphic designer, so he does all my layout. Mm. Um, but if you don't have that facility, then you're concerned. And there are printers who will offer you a card template, which are yeah. very user-friendly to use, mm. and who will print your card. And then you can go off and get your envelopes and bags and do that end of it. Mm. So it kind of comes at all levels of your involvement. Mm. And, how, and your skill of whether you want to take it on. 
yeah, for your totally. time and, and skillability. Yeah. All totally. right. Well, I'm, I'm just imagining you now. You you've ordered 200 sets, 200 cards of one print. Mm. And the last time I think I saw your rack of beautiful cards, you had about I think what 30. Different oh, at least of- yeah, we do. I mean, the thing about it is also is that you you never quite you know you have cards from a previous printing who ha- that haven't sold out yet so the stock does build up i mean obviously we do sell out of cards and we go on to new designs but um i at the moment i probably have hmm, i'm thinking about it maybe about 39 designs something like that wow so I, this is my picture so you're you're putting another order of 200 cards mm. but you already have 30 38 39 different yeah we don't cards, so. um how, I don't, that, how do you work that in regards to uh, you know managing the stock? Where do you put it? How I mean, how do you organise it as well? Right. So the in terms of organisation, um, I thought about this long and hard when it started because I hate the idea of just stacks of cardboard boxes anywhere. Yeah. It's not it's not nice to look at and it's hard to access. So the thing about cards is that you have to be able to get to them. I mean, one of the things we haven't mentioned is that I sell an awful lot of them through my website shop. Mm. So I'm sending out card orders all the time from home. So I need to be able to go and get those cards out easily. So and do people buy is that a good quantity of cards from Yeah, the shop? yeah. I mean, it's they're constantly coming in for you know card wow. orders and especially it's been an absolute godsend with the lockdown. Because it's a kind of, it's the other thing I would say is it's a small way of people showing their support Mm. and people have been fantastic. And it's, it's something that can still go on in spite of the lockdown. So Mm. I'm not just getting ready for shows and stuff. I'm actually sending them out on a daily basis almost. So what we did was we decided that rather than hide them away as a thing to be stored, we, we would just embrace the fact that we do this. So we put up, or rather I should say the talented Mr. B, put up a whole set of shelves in one wall of our, our little guest bedroom. We've got like a box room, we use a guest bedroom. We put shelves all the way up and down one wall. And we went out, I think we went to Ikea, and we bought a load of little uh, storage boxes, canvas storage boxes, and what we've got is a wall of boxes, and on the front of each box, there's a little picture of the card inside stapled to the front of it. And okay. they are all in these boxes. Um, they they live there either packed, ready, or ready to pack, so that when I need to do a card order, I walk up to my wall of boxes and I select mm. my card, and I'm good to go. And you and keep also that it's al- really alphabetical order as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can see this is your librarianship skills of the past coming <laughs> yeah, into Very that. much so. But it's <laughs> it's kind of a a pragmatic choice, but it actually makes a very pretty display. So um it's it's very convenient for me. I think we're gonna have to get Mr. B to take a photograph of this wall and we'll put it up on the show notes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do that. Because I want to see how pretty it can be, because I'm not convinced a big wall of cards can look this pretty so we'll we'll see what you think when we've taken a photograph of it but yeah that's part of part of it to consider is the storage aspect the accessibility aspect Hmm. and keeping tabs on whether you need envelopes and stuff because we we have got caught short in the past where you've got an event coming up and you need to pack and you go and you look and oh my god we haven't got any envelopes so Hmm. yeah you need to keep on top of that and then of course then there's the whole 
the wholesale side of it, if mm. not so much you selling directly to customers, but you providing these cards to you know, shops or galleries to then sell on your behalf. Is that something yeah. that you, you've done before? It certainly is, yes. Um, I have supplied a whole range of commercial shops, uh, museums, um, and also sometimes if I've done a show where the show's maybe been on for a month or something, the the gallery concern will want to buy cards rather than give you a cut of the sales. And I have okay. another gallery that doesn't sell my cards, but they buy the cards to use as a, when they send things out to clients, they like to send a, a card rather than a letter. So they use my cards as a means of sort of um, sending out messages from the gallery. So, so do you come up with a different fixed price pack? Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, the the kind of industry standard is that the trade price is fifty percent of the sale price. Mm. So I've always charged fifty percent of what I would charge. Whether the shop or whatever marks it up beyond that is entirely their call. Mm. Um, but if they are purchasing from me, there is an upfront fixed price. I invoice them for that price. They pay it. End of. And then what they charge is is very much up to them. Mm. But it's that again is um, it it it's a good earner and it's something that's easy to organise. Um, I've never gone out hunting, but I have friends who sell greetings cards who are very proactive and actually go out and um, source places to sell card their cards. And mm. it, for them, it's it's almost become a kind of second business, if you like. I know a yeah. husband and wife team where the husband's the artist and the wife has made the selling of his greetings cards into her business. Wow. So, you know, that, that that's another Because I can imagine thing. if you're getting, if you do get these uh, cards into, you know, half a dozen or a dozen shops and galleries across the UK, that's, that's I mean, that is amazing coverage and marketing mm. for you as, an, as a visual artist to have your work in some form represented so widely across the UK and beyond. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's it, it's a very effective way of getting your work out there. Um, and, and the idea that you get something that gets your image out there and you get paid for it is, is very yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've given me a few points to sort of certainly muse over in regards to doing this. And maybe next time you pop into my studio, I may have a greetings card or two for sale. Well, I hope, I hope so, Peter. One of the things actually before we, we, we move on, um, I should talk about is the fact that my greetings cards are photographic reproductions of my work, but some artists actually like to make greetings cards as original pieces. Oh, wow. Um, so you might see this is kind of people maybe who work in textiles or in printmaking or something where they are making a little card as a piece of original art oh they um, like embellish it or something or add something to yeah the exactly well what i would say is i would say that there are two models that i've come across uh and the, the more successful of the models is one where um i've got a friend who's a textile artist and what she does is she she will draw a design and she'll get that printed and the cards printed, but then she will add a little bit of, um, she, she's a, a crochet person and she'll add a little bit of textile, a little bit of crochet to the card. And immediately it goes from being just a printed card to a 3D little bit of original work on their card. Mm. 
Um, so it's quite a cost-effective way of doing it. She's got two or three designs and um, that works very well for her. I can imagine they're being a lot more desirable to buy. because there Yeah, is I mean, the price goes up, it. obviously, because it's... Mm. Um, it's it's something a bit special. The mm. other model where it's each card is an individual artwork, that's a bit of a harder sell because people have a kind of ceiling price that they will pay for a card. Mm. And the friend I had who used to do that, she said she gave up because the problem was that people would just say, oh, but it's only a card even though it was a hand-printed and a, it mm. was um, an individual artwork in their head, yes, they won't make that extra step. So what she did was she gave up doing greetings cards and she took to doing little prints that were effectively the same size as a greetings card, but she packaged them differently and then people would buy them because it's an artwork. <laughs> so, it's all how you present it. So. It is. It's a really funny thing about how people ascribe value to certain things. So mm. you do need to be a bit careful because going down the route of hand-making each card, that's a hell of an ask mm. for the price of a card. Something I don't think I'll be doing at any time. So you won't be painting sure. little <laughs> original <individual> oils? <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. But I'm I'm certainly going to give this, this thought because I, I can see how uh, what interests me the most is the way that allowing the customer base to support me in a different way, in a more cost-effective way, number one, and number two, mm. as, a, as, a, as a passive marketing strategy of getting my work out there in a different means, it's those two things I think would yeah. work particularly well to the, the way I do my uh, art jobs. Well, I think we talked in another episode about, you know, when you send things through the post to people, sometimes it's nice to pop a little extra in. Yeah. You know, I use greetings cards quite often as a little bit extra. You know, if somebody buys the print and I'll, I'll quite often say, oh, we'll have a couple of greetings cards, then you can send them off to your family and say, oh, look what I just bought. Mm. Um, or sometimes, you know, because I do a lot of mail order and occasionally things go awry. If I want to apologize to someone maybe for something arriving late or something like that, then I'll I'll pop a couple of greetings cards in the post to them. Mm. And it's it's you know, it's just a little gesture that's quite nice for yeah. them to get. But it means a lot and it shows your willingness and openness as an artist to, mm. to, to do that as well. And yeah. Of course, you'll get rewarded back in customer loyalty by just that small little gesture. Yeah, absolutely. So it just gives you an, another little thing that is a nice way of communicating with people, passing things on, stuff like that. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks, Laura. I felt like this is me interviewing you on this one. So I think, I think <laughs> well, it's only that kind of balances out the commission one where I think you <laughs> took the load on that, <laughs> that yeah, episode. Well, therefore, I think it's, it's fair enough that you do the takeaway today. So what, what, how would you like to summarize the episode today? So my takeaway is that when you are looking at your artwork to make into a greetings card, you need to look at it with different eyes. Don't see it as the original piece of work. See it as a product that you have to make into a greetings card and don't be afraid to alter it and change it slightly if it makes the card sell better. Thank you, Laura, and thank you all of you for listening. Remember, you can catch up with all the stuff we've covered in today's episode and all previous episodes in our show notes on our website at askanartistpodcast.com.